Backchat Studios is a part of the ACAST Creator Network. Head to backchatpodcast.com.au to sign up as a patron and access all of our merch. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, reluctantly, I feel the Backchat Basketball Show is back another week. I, I say reluctantly because, Ben, earlier today I watched my Dallas Mavericks lose to the Washington Wizards. You're making this sound like a funeral. I thought you were going to start with a lead about being upset because it's the last time we're doing this in person before I oh, move over yep. to Melbourne. Yep, but as true. always, it comes back to the Dallas Mavericks love child. The Dallas Mavericks are what keep me like all, like happy and sad. You know, when they're winning, I'm just like so up and about. Like, there's nothing like that I can't achieve. I feel so inspired and so encouraged to just, you know, climb mountains. And then when they lose, I just don't get in a bad mood. And it's one of the negatives of being in Australia and watching basketball when the games happen in the morning, right? If I'm in America, I watch the game, I have a sad, I go to sleep, I wake up, it's a new day. Unfortunately for us, we wait, we, we watch the game and I need to live with that for the entire day and carry it. I'm just imagining we need to overlay, please carry the motivational music behind this speech from Dan Kynes <laughs> to start the podcast because oh, I don't think it's man. a happy tune just yet, but no. I feel like we're about to turn no, we'll, the band and... We'll, we'll, turn, we'll turn around. I mean, yeah, that's right. We'll talk about the, the Mavs again, but it is, that's right, another show here. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au is where you can get in touch with us on email or backchat underscore basketball on Instagram. People have been sending us in messages with questions. Now, um, we have, I've been trying to get to them, but Greg's been unavailable a little bit lately, so he's not here today. There was a really great question about um, prize money in the NBA World Championship. I want to say that until we speak to Greg. Um, and also, Ben, like you did say, this is our last week mm. that we're here all together in Perth. You are heading off, um, forgetting about us in Perth and leaving for Melbourne on Sunday. Yes, yeah. I don't know what if I forget about you until Sunday. You've got my attention for three more days while That's I'm right. still a, a Perth citizen. But <laughs> on Sunday, I don't know if I have time anymore. Well, look, you can't – don't forget about us too much because when you need to come crawling back to Perth, I don't want to shun you because you the way that you treated no, us. No, well, if anyone left. that's watching on YouTube, I need to come back to this man cave here at an undisclosed mm. location because there's a couch, there's a TV set up. I think yeah. when I come back to Perth for the weekend, I won't worry about the Ritz-Carlton or the hotels. Ritz-Carlton? <laughs> what coin do you have, Ben? Well, no, I'm just, uh, I've got finances. a girlfriend that works in government, so government discounts at the Ritz-Carlton. Oh, uh, Really? Shit. 60-70% off with the right discounts at the right day. Gee, I think I might still be technically employed by the ABC. We checked. It's 240 bucks a night during what? a weekday to start the Ritz-Carlton. 300 bucks on the weekend. So How did I not know about this heck, before? I would have stayed at the ABC longer, far out. So anyone out there that's got a partner that works in medicine or for the teachers, I think, as well, or police officers... Oh, right. So it's not all government positions. No, it's not. Oh, government. okay. So the ABC. ABC is just doing God's work in the background. I don't <laughs> think you'll qualify for the Ritz Carlton, oh, but you never know. I might pronounce the discount code on air, but I might have the Ritz Carlton people coming up yeah, in my no, head as I try to leave the state. Don't do that, but I will be hitting you up for a stay 
um, if you could book it under your name, that would be great. Um, let's talk about some <laughs> NBA stuff. Um, oh, we are continuing, by the way. We are continuing to do the show together. You will just be in Melbourne like we did a couple of weeks ago, except roles reverse. You'll be in Melbourne. Um, I'll be I know. In you've set the tempo up with what I need my background to look like in yes, Melbourne. Please. So I was looking at book options and bookcase mm-hmm. options during the weekend. So I need to match yeah. that energy from two weeks yes, ago. Please. You've definitely been my inspiration. Yep. My bank account's going to be a bit poorer for it. But well, if you let's keep see Ritz-Carlton, <laughs> you're on that <laughs> hey, way. Three anyway. nights, one night for the price of a third. So how can I not start the Ritz-Carlton when I come it's back to It's almost cheaper than you know, staying at your own house. It's free money. It's free money. <laughs> 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 All right. So as I said, the Dallas Mavericks did lose to the Washington Wizards. Um, of course, Luka Doncic did all he possibly could to win that game. Uh, where did he get? 41 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, you'd think... Let's oh, actually also Spencer Dinwiddle twenty points, Dwight Powell twenty two points, Dorian Finney Smith twelve points, Josh Green sixteen points. That's a win every day of the week usually. Well, Except think, they played the Washington Wizards, who are a bad team, and we lose to bad teams. Well, again, I could sit here for days and talk about box scores and stats and game lines, but I think I just need to let you heat check on this one for about ninety seconds mm-hmm. and to let let out your system vent. The Mavericks are a game over five hundred. They've got the best player in the sport, but one of the worst rosters around him in the sport, don't they? They do. And this, look, you're probably listening to this pod going, mate, they're saying the same things every week. I know this is the life that I live. <laughs> this is like a, a counselling session fan. for Dan Cons. We'll, it's, uh, it's, it's a not, safe space. It's not as bad as the Dallas Cowboys final play where they just throw the, threw the ball straight to a guy who's going to get tackled straight away when they needed to score. Uh, at least I'm not a diehard Cowboys fan. So, look, I'll let it go. Um, I will say the positive, Josh Green just still keeps looking really good. He was putting the ball on the floor. He was passing. He was hitting shots when he needed to. And every time he does that, another million dollars gets added to a potential contract. So I'm very excited for him. I'm stoked because he was a whipping boy for the Mavs for a long time. And now he's like, people are buying real estate on Josh Green Island um, and I feel like I've always had a little cabin out there on, on the coast. Yeah, I think we were that. long-time investors on Josh Green Island, weren't mm, we? So he's going right. to get paid, which is good. Going to yes. get uh, maybe even a $100 million contract in a few months, which is that That would cra- be crazy. Imagine going from, granted, he's on a few million dollars. I don't know if he's on 100 million, right? You never know. In the NBA standards, it's only 20 mil a year. Yeah, the, the, yeah times have changed. You look at what Dinwiddie is getting paid, 25. Yep. Who would you rather have going forward, Dinwiddie or Josh Green for the next five years? Oh, that's a hard question. Probably Josh Green, but yeah. So with your Mavs, I'm looking at it now. They're one game at a fifth spot, but they're also two games ahead of 13th spot. Yes, I know. So what do you think is more likely? Are they going to maintain this form, or could this team actually miss the playoffs? With Luka no, Dantich? no, no. They're not missing the playoffs. They'll, they'll, I, I, I think they'll get home court. You think? still think they'll finish top four? Yeah, I, I still think that is quite a possibility. Um but look, I look. We've talked about the Mavericks. I, I'm, you know, I'm fed up. I'm fed up with them. Um, let's talk about some other Aussies in the NBA. Uh, ben Simmons still doing Ben Simmons things. Um, waiting for him to turn a leaf. It's not quite happening just yet. Um, still isn't putting in the numbers or the performances that we would have hoped for. Um, so look, we can skim across Ben Simmons. Well, I think the this might sound a bit sad, but the best stuff about Ben Simmons at the moment comes mm. from ESPN. Did you see the Stephen A. Smith rant over the weekend with Jalen Rose? No, I didn't. Jalen Rose compared him to a bank robber with a balaclava who was stealing money from the NBA. <laughs> and oh, as boy. those lads are prone to do, Stephen A. Smith, probably a guilty pleasure of mine when mm. it's sort of late at night. Oh, yeah, it's laughs. He's brilliant, but he was doing another Ben Simmons rant, and sadly for Ben, that's the extent of the entertainment come from him this year because, you look, anyone that scores zero points in games, which he's been doing, I think we're guilty of this as well. Too much Mavs talk, too much Ben Simmons talk. Mm -hmm. I think we need to put them into the cupboard while I'm over in Melbourne and see how long we can go without talking about our two great vices. That's right. Um, Other Aussies, though, uh, Josh Giddy. 
Um, mm. He's a, a shining star for Australians in the the, the best Australian uh, in the NBA at the moment by a green mile. Um, but Joe Ingles, old soul. He's becoming Joe Ingles again. You sound like an old sage. Old soul. I like, <laughs> yeah, I like well, this. We're, we're bringing the top guns before I go away. But, yeah, Joe, he's been good, hasn't he? Yes. Was it two weeks ago we spoke about him when he was balling out at MSG? And yep. granted, the Bucks have kind of taken the mickey this year. They're not trying to their optimum level, but he looks good. No. Giannis is doing his thing when he actually plays and tries hard. Mm-hmm. And, again, the thing that we want, what I want, is Joe Ingles to have a playoff moment. Because yes. you can imagine him going into Boston – being the chief shit stirrer yep. and having that Celtics crowd, and I'm be lucky enough to see some games there. They would absolutely hate Joe Ingles. Same in Philadelphia. My friends in Philly. Imagine yep. him going up against James Harden, oh, and the stick he'd cop would be amazing. And Ingles is a prickly character, but he has a very dry sense of humour. So he is made to go into one of these big East Coast cities and just troll the crowd, isn't he? Yeah, it's it's and it's just great. I I could get around him for sure. Like it would be enough for me to to be going for the um, the Bucks in the postseason, that's for sure. Um, let's talk about LeBron James for a second. So he's very close to um, passing Wilt Chamberlain in the all-time scorers list. Um, the, the, the narrative, I guess, of the season is that the Lakers are a mess and sometimes they, they win a couple of games in a row and you think, okay, maybe this is, this is happening now. But then things like today happen, uh, a loss to the LA Clippers, who who are good. But when you've got LeBron James scoring uh, 46 points, uh, eight rebounds, seven assists, you'd be hoping that he's getting some more help. And it was quite fitting. I, I saw a video that uh, the uh, – I can't well, – I don't know his exact Twitter handle is. But I think it's Worldwide Wob. Yeah, that's it. Worldwide um, Wob. He put a video of about a 25 to 30 second clip of LeBron James just sitting at the end of the bench before the game had finished. But, they were, you know, the game was over, but there was still time to play. And just sat there like he was contemplating – every decision he's ever made in his life and looked very sad. I think he was just contemplating his next tweet about Bronny or the next yes. place he's going to buy something in LA because, yeah, you're right. For a team that's got him dominating, you'd think they'd be doing a bit better. But again, they're kind of the same as your Mavericks, I think. Mm. They've got this transcendent player. They've got Davis, who's never fit. Yep. And then you've got a bunch of eight and ninth men around LeBron. And again, like the Mavericks, they're only a couple of games out of being where they need to be. But you just got no trust in them getting there, do you? Because you've got no. Westbrook. There was a very cringeworthy video of Westbrook this morning that we were watching before we recorded yeah. where he just looks like a grumpy old man. And the Lakers, I've just got this schedule up here. Then next fortnight sees them going to Boston, going to Brooklyn, going to New York, going to New Orleans, playing Milwaukee. Yeah, They're not winning those games. No, they could go on a, on a slide, that's for sure. Um, not good for LeBron. And, and one of the things that I heard the um, – uh, the Mavs commentary team talking about uh, was the team that's surrounding LeBron and the players that are balling out around the league that they gave up for certain players like LeBron and, and, and AD. So these are the players that I guess could potentially, I mean, obviously it's not just this black and white that those people could be on the team and the team still be performing, but you've got Kyle Kuzma who honestly could drop 50 in a game if, if the, if, if the mm-hmm. balls were going in um, uh, Brandon Ingram, Awesome, like future. All-star. Yeah, he's an all star. He's just he's incredible. Um, Julius Randall, who love him or hate him, like he can still play pretty well. I think when he's when he's into the game and he wants to win, like he's he's dominant, right? Um, uh, Lonzo Ball, yeah. who, who has like shown glimpses of being like just a really sturdy, solid point guard that you don't need a, him to score a heap, but he can carry the ball. He can take some of the ball handling off LeBron. Um, 
the list goes on of players that they gave up in order to get Westbrook and, and AD. Plus and you think all the picks. Plus all the picks, that's right. So they did win a championship in the bubble year, which some would, would uh, argue that it was, you know, a Mickey Mouse championship. Um, but I don't know. It's it's just when you look at the team that they could have around LeBron, it's crazy. See, I'm a firm believer if that you win a championship with a group of players, that everything you do to get to that point justifies the means of winning one, right? Because right. you have a championship. It kind of what doesn't kind of it lasts forever. Banners fly forever. Mm-hmm. It's a memory that everyone has. And that all said, the Lakers are pushing my belief on that because you look at every trade they've made. They've given up too much. At least the Davis one was defensible because yeah. you got a guy that was a top 10 player, did help them win a championship. But the Westbrook trade is one of the worst trades of the decade. Yeah. Luckily for the Lakers brass, the Rudy Gobert trade has quickly and easily ascended <laughs> yes. that. So they've slid back to the pack in terms of having the worst trade rankings. But try trading Kyle Kuzma for Russell Westbrook right now. Kuzma has way more value than Westbrook, let alone the fact that the Lakers gave up Danny Green and a first-round draft pick in that trade. And again, as much as there's a level of having some sympathy for LeBron, yep. it must be said that he's got his hands all over this. Davis is a clutch client, which mm-hmm. of course LeBron owns slash doesn't own through his best friends. Yes. You got Westbrook who LeBron wanted them in LA. Yeah. He effectively decided that he wanted Westbrook by his side. He made the Lakers make that trade. And then very quickly he worked out that that was a very bad mistake. And now he's sitting on the sideline, he's pouting, he's doing this passive aggressive thing. So... The other thing as well, LeBron's about to pass the all-time scoring record mm-hmm. and there isn't this big celebration happening. Like if that was Kobe doing that 10 years ago, like LeBron's by far a better player, but Kobe was with one team. He had more of an aura around him late in his career. Where I think a lot of people are just a bit tired of the LeBron act because he puts himself in these positions. Yep. But he's not there to be held accountable and it's always someone else's fault for the decisions that he's making and He's going to have. He's had an amazing career, obviously. Yes. But the back end of this career is fading out to oblivion in LA because it's clear that his focus isn't winning anymore. It's life stuff, which is totally fair. But yep. that must be said for what it is. There was a great tweet from Dave McMenamin um, at MC10. It says, with 43 points tonight, LeBron James becomes the first player in league history to score 40 or more points against all 30 NBA teams. Which is crazy. He scored 40 or more points against all 30. Someone did say Kobe um, did that though, right? He scored 40 against every other team. But Kobe never switched teams, so he couldn't score 40 against the Lakers, where LeBron has uh, played for almost every team in the league at the moment and, and managed to score against 40 of them. Which it's, is, a, that's just a... It's a, nuts. A, a, Even we were saying nuts. before we hopped on earth, LeBron's 38 years old. He's been in the league for 20 years. Mm. So more than half of his life, yeah. he's been an NBA all-star. Mm. Not just some guy in the league, not just some guy cashing yep. checks. But one of the Taj best. Taj Gibson's 25. still playing. I saw. See, I didn't know that until last week when I heard his name on a podcast. I was <laughs> yeah. like, "What is he doing?" And he's, he's cashing checks in Washington. Yeah, exactly. So, and LeBron. I mean, obviously, I'm not comparing Taj Gibson and LeBron, but there are guys who literally they play for 18, 19 seasons, and then you you see them in you know year eighteen. You're like, "Whoa, they're still in the league." Whereas LeBron is. Well, again, not to knock yeah. our boy Adela Dover in Sacramento, but he's my go-to this season for players that you don't think are in the NBA that you forget yep. are over there. And good on Delhi for cashing a million dollar check and yep. helping turn around the culture in Sacramento. Mate, they're, they're fourth seed, right? They're ahead of your third. Dallas Mavericks. But Delhi was born two weeks before me, so he's 32 years old. And I'm definitely not cashing checks in the NBA. Well, you're staying at the Ritz-Carlton, though. That's, that's, <laughs> that's similar. So, um, Shannon Sharp 
um, oh, our beloved friend who is on what's the show called now? He's it's not uh, called Skip Bayless's uh, Diet Coke Heel. <laughs> yeah, um, is it still First Take? No, no, it's um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever that first show is, the ESPN one. It's a different yeah, one. the one that was Stephen A. Smith and um, blimey, I've forgotten his name, and you just said it, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Um, they they've been going at it a bit lately as well, which isn't what I'm going to mention. But Shannon Sharp was on the sidelines of uh, a game with. Oh my goodness! It was right. the Memphis Grizzlies the Memphis and the LA Grizzlies Lakers over LA the weekend, Lakers. and he gets up on the sidelines and he's barking at um, at someone. Stephen Adams comes over. Jamarant's dad comes over. There's a scuffle. Um, he gets sort of escorted out, and then he's back at third quarter time. No, he didn't get escorted out. They just calmed it down. They just the sorry. Joy. They just took him. When I say escorted out, they just took him probably to the a green room or something. And so he could have a chilled. couple more adult beverages because I think he might have been uh, loading up <sighs> Shannon Sharp. Man, and so the interesting part of that was that, um, and and you know, he has come out and apologized and said, you know, it's not. I, I don't condone my behavior and I did not said all the right things, but that would happen with, if that happens to any other person, they're out like, and probably serving and getting a fine, maybe getting a ban. The Sharon Sharp can cause us uh, literally cause almost a fight on the court. Correct. And gets invited back to the third quarter and sits courtside. Correct. And not to pick on our mate LeBron, because LeBron's been out here the last couple of years, rightfully calling out fans for saying stupid things and heckling yep. him and doing all of that. But uh, Shannon Sharp is a part of LeBron's uh, agency crew, and yep. there's some friendships there. So after the game, LeBron didn't say that, didn't criticize, yep. just deflected away. So yep. you're right that it's uh, Shannon Sharp, great NFL player, from what I hear, had a great career, great Hall of Famer, on, great. On the, on the, <laughs> make some crazy eye faces. Yeah. But if you watch the video, it's funny. He's barking up and down. He's sticking his chest out. He's doing his big thing, and then yep. Stephen Adams comes wandering over, yep. and then Shannon Sharp slowly just starts to step yep. back and step back. And anyone that's had the pleasure of seeing Stephen Adams up close, he is a massive human being. He is being. a mountain. Absolutely. He is mountain. a mountain. Side yeah. tangent. I saw him eat watermelon one day oh, in really? a locker room and just seeing these mitts of hands pick up watermelon. It was like me or you holding a tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> he is a massive human. Yeah, that's great. Oh, well, big, big fan of him. Um, he can do no wrong in my books. He just has always done, and um, he's always been, I saw a tweet throughout the week that was. Uh, he's always been that guy. It's like, mate, come on, you don't want to fight. And he, you know, I know it's like the ultimate level of being tough, right? Yeah. It's not American culture is full of yeah. fake tough guys. Yeah. When Stephen Adams is just yeah. a tough guy that doesn't Genuine. have to fight because if it goes down, yeah. I want to be on that guy's side. Of course. Um, staying with LeBron a bit, and as we transfer uh, some of our chatter over to the NBL, I know there was some talk this week about Bronny perhaps oh. <laughs> um, coming over to the, skipping college and this. coming to the NBL and. You know, is there a team out there that is making headway to bring LeBron and his son to the NBL? I couldn't think of an of a of one reason why that would ever happen. My favorite. I, just, look, I may see, be proved wrong. Like someone might come at me in three months' time when Bronny signs for the Illawarra Hawks or something. Did you see the West Australian article yesterday? No, I didn't. Our friends, uh, he who should not be named, that covers yeah. the Bobcats. The headline of the article was: NBL reveals audacious bid to lure NBA Lakers star LeBron James's son to Perth. Yeah. So the West Australian in their... Oh, so was it, was it Perth, this team that they were talking about? Well, I think every one in the NBL was talking about it. The I forget the guy, the commissioner of the league was on SEN during the week talking about it. And then, yeah, our friends at the West Australian 
decided to run an article about how Perth could be in the running for LeBron James's son when I would figure to say LeBron James doesn't know Perth exists. No, not at all. <laughs> so his son is not coming to Perth. Uh, I, the college experience, so I did one semester of college and it was awesome. So um, where did you go? Uh, Virginia Commonwealth. Mm. So there was no – they do have a, a basketball team that made it to the, uh, the final four one, one year and it was chaos. At, Were you there when that was going No, down? no. That, I think that was two or three seasons before I was there and I, apparently it was like a – um, it's just absolute chaos in the streets when it had happened. Um, this isn't a big basketball college, so they're not going to get a big, um, you know, big star to be there. But college life is is awesome, even not as an athlete. If you're an athlete in college, you're literally a king. You walk around like it. It could be an amazing experience for someone like Bronny, and I doubt that they're going to go out to Perth or yes. to Sydney or to Melbourne, wherever, and play in the NBL. See, look, I can get Sydney because it's a big city. It's a cool city. Maybe even Melbourne. Unlikely, but at least they have a chance. If you think Ronnie James is coming down to live in Illawarra or Cairns, yep. no offence to our friends in those uh, fine cities. Oh, they know it. <laughs> they know Bronny ain't coming there. Because like, if you're LeBron James' son, you can go to Oregon, the Nike school, mm-hmm. make millions and millions of dollars and be a king. Yep. You can go to any school in all of North America and be a king. Mm-hmm. Go to Europe over the NBL. But yeah, I'd hate to um, hate to say it, but yeah, Bronny not happens, coming down under. I will be. I will buy a ticket. And fly over to that first game. Like I will go to Illawarra's first home game. Imagine Corey Homicide's head if he oh, comes down man. to the NBL. Could you imagine the next episode of the podcast? Mate, I couldn't. That, <laughs> too much. Um, speaking of the Perth Wildcats, they had a very good win against the uh, Sydney Kings. That was that Friday night home game against them. Very, very good game. I watched the last half of that. Um, it got a bit tight. It got a bit close. Uh, the Wildcats were too good in the end. And that was sort of like... I don't, the Sydney Kings weren't bad. It wasn't like, oh, you know, they just beat them because they were bad. There, there was two very good teams going at it. Um, and it did give me this spark where it was like, maybe could, they could steal a game off them, you know, in a, in a series against the Kings in the finals. Could they beat them, you know, three times? Probably not. But it would be more competitive than the Wildcats of a month ago. Um, then they lose... Uh, who the Wildcats they lose lost to? to the Phoenix. Then they lost to the South East Phoenix. It's just the story of their of their season, right? It is. To be fair to them, they had some issues getting out of Perth on Saturday night, and yes. the plane did get delayed. I think they landed in Melbourne at two in the morning, yep. and had a ten hour turnaround to get into the stadium on Sunday. So, the loss on Sunday you can kind of explain away because yep. you're right; they looked very impressive at one end of the floor on Friday night. Their mm. offense is still elite. Oh, and to be fair, the Kings were trying, but they weren't fully trying on Friday night. You could see that they were somewhat going through the motions. Because I agree, if they were to play in the postseason, the Wildcats might get a game at home. Yep. But I still think the Kings are at a different level. And to be fair, the Wildcats still need to make the playoffs. They've got yeah, Illawarra true. at home on Friday night. And again, you like to think they should be winning that game. The Hawks have won three games for the whole season. But again, this is the same Wildcats team I'm that expecting lost twice the Wildcats to lose in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And you just know, because the Wildcats can't get stopped. They couldn't defend a pick and roll with us three. That The Hawks are going to be able to score the ball. It's just a case of whether the Wildcats are making their shots. And heck, looking at this now, they've got a 6.30pm game Friday night at home and they've got an 11am game on Sunday in Tasmania. That's so a they've r- got to wake rough. up, fly across the country again and imagine that flight if they lose to Illawarra on Friday night. Yeah. So oh, they just can't brilliant. afford to lose this game because they've done well. They've revitalised their season. But our friend Josh really said it best on... Josh really, John really, John really said yep. it best on Friday night that... They're playing well, but they can't afford any more slip-ups because another bad week, yeah. and they won't be making the postseason. And 
goodness help them if they don't make the postseason again because our friends at the West Australian and the glorious catch app mm. are going to go nuts if that happens. That's right. So they're currently on 11 losses, Southeast Melbourne on 12, and then that's out of. And, and so is Melbourne United. And they've got the worst percentage losses. and point differential out of all of them as well. So they've That's got right. no room for error here. No room. So they could definitely slip out. At the same time, like, they win, uh, the Breakers lose a game and the, and the Wildcats win, then all of a sudden they're in third. It's just, it's very tumultuous, it's up and down, but you can't you can't lose multiple games. You now have to win more games than you lose. You can't just scrape in from here because someone will eat you up on the way mm. in. And even next weekend, they've got Cairns and Sydney at home. So two home games, which is great, but that's the first and second team on the ladder. Yes. Now, maybe those teams have nothing to play for, and that helps the Wildcats. Mm-hmm. But that last game against Sydney could be similar to last year where they need to win to make the postseason. Sydney might have to win that to finish top of the ladder. So there's going to be some incentive there. Yep. And again, part of me wants that to be a win or go-home situation for the Wildcats because it means we're going to have some pretty big drama happening next weekend. But yeah, the Wildcats just need to get the job done this weekend, win at least one game, because at least that way they'll have their destiny in their own hands next week. That's right. Yeah, they don't want to be watching a game hoping someone else loses in order for them to get in, which is the opposite of what happened to them last season, like you said. Um, Was it Tazzy that was watching... That's Tasmania right. were watching on cool and scenes of them at the airport or something. Southeast watching. Melbourne Phoenix, did they have to beat them in the last game? Who was it? That the the well, Wildcats. Yeah, yeah I think it was the Phoenix. We had yeah. nothing to play for. That's and right. And the game went into overtime. That's right. And Tassie were just, you know, and then Tassie got to the grand final. So good on them. Hopefully, um, uh, hopefully the Wildcats can just win some games and, and like you said, put the, the destiny in their own hands. Um, Let's talk about the the pride round that is an MBO wide uh, thing that a lot of uh, leagues are doing now, uh, where you know it's a celebration of the pride community, and a lot of teams will have their well, every team does like a, a pride jersey, so you know they have like a, a rainbow color on the uh, the collar. I think the Wildcats are doing. I don't think it's a complete overhaul, but there are um, you know it's a, a nod to it. The Cairns Taipans, some of their players are refusing to wear the jersey which we've seen happen before in the nrl i think did we see it um i don't know if the a league it happened it happened in the wafl last year i forget the lady's name in sydney that's right so this has happened and and cans have released a statement so and and what i haven't actually read the whole statement yet but what was some of the the yeah look the the statement and you've got to feel for the person writing that statement Mm. in the pr team because they're trying to balance the public perception versus their own thoughts plus the thoughts of the players yep and so writing that statement, it's a word salad. So I don't think too much can be read into the statement. I'm big about actions over words. Yes. And I think we just need to see what happens. Because, again, I respect anyone's right to do whatever they want. If people don't want to wear the jersey, I disagree with that. But they have every right to do that. But at the same time, people have rights to ask questions as to why they're doing that, what mm-hmm. their beliefs are. And, again, like we saw with the Manly stuff, it must be pointed out that these clubs are sponsored by alcohol brands. Yep. They're sponsored by gambling brands. They're sponsored by all other brands that might not align with these religions or these beliefs that people seem to talk about. Yep. But it seems that when we talk about these pride rounds, it becomes the final frontier and the players just want to do their thing and not take questions, which personally for me, I don't think is the role that they should take as professional athletes. Because as I say, people can do whatever they want, Mm -hmm. but there are consequences to actions. And as a professional athlete getting paid good money, the media and the wider community is entitled to ask these players why they're doing this, what their beliefs are, and get it out in the open and don't hide behind some loosely worded statement by the PR team. Yeah, one line of this is we support our players and respect their choice to wear or not wear the Pride uniforms this season without judgment. That's a really hard sentence to be writing to actually believe as well. Yeah, 
like to to legitimately go no no we we back our guys if they don't want to wear it that's fine like that that would be hurting the the ownership of the club like well maybe not but okay. i would i would assume that they want to be all inclusive and um be expressing that they are yeah accepting of all people and so for them to go like no no but if they don't want to wear it that's that's fine like that's a there's just a hard it's a hard balance i don't know i don't know what the has the nbl come up with any sort of repercussion or they haven't i was listening to the nbl team speak with sen during the week and they were basically saying what's mirrored in the statement that they're going for a pride patch on the jersey to celebrate the round mm-hmm. and it's the players choice whether to have that patch on their own right. jersey so we'll be able to see when the game starts, who's got what on and who doesn't. And again, I think it just comes down to accountability. Like these players that don't want to wear the badge, again, if that's their choice and their belief, fair enough. But then questions can be answered like, hey, Isaac Humphreys, who plays in your league, is someone that obviously believes in not just pride around, but he's come out and been so brave with his own decisions. What do you think about Isaac? Does he offend you? Does he disrespect you? All that sort of stuff. If people want to ask those questions to the players, I think that's totally fair game because, again, stand up for what you believe in and be strong with that and don't hide behind some loosely worded statement from the PR team. Yeah, that's a it's a very tricky situation and one that I probably am not even, uh, you know, uh, I couldn't even really speak upon because I'm not in the situation. So it's easy to sort of throw stones and, you know, on either side of it. Um, so I'm glad I'm not involved in it. But it is interesting to see how – I think for me it would be – the most interesting thing was see how the NBL responds to this. Um, look, if the players don't want to wear it and that's and they have that within the rights and within their contract, then that's their choice, like you said. But how the NBL sort of stands up to that and says, cool, we're happy with that. Or if they go, no, like there will be some sort of punishment. You're not getting in, get involved in our community um, initiative here. Um, will be very interesting. So if the, if the NBL stands up, I would be sort of surprised, but look, if we've seen, um, I, I can't remember, was there players that just didn't play from Manly or did they get fined or something? I think I stood down, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was a, bigger circus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's that's very interesting. And the NBA, I was listening during the week, this whole concept came up in August, which was right on the heels of when the whole Manly drama right. came to light. So the NBA has clearly been trying to manage this in the background for the past few months. And to be fair, like basketball people know this is going on, but this hasn't cut through the mainstream like that Manly drama did six months ago, has it? Because that was leading the 7 o'clock news. That was really all over the shop. Mm-hmm. And the NBA was really tapered down the impact of this and I think it must be said on the whole this whole initiative is going to do so much good it's going to do more good than bad right for like a net positive yes it's great the NBL is doing this it's great you've got players like Mitch Creek I saw during the week is coming out and not just supporting it but talking into how awesome it is that his league is getting behind this and I think yeah that sentiment is shared by more yeah way more athletes and way more people in the league than it's not and on the whole, it's that's the silver lining, not just the silver lining, that the benefit to all this, that the league is showing that it stands for something. Yeah, and, and discussions it's really making a point. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's finish on something back in the NBA that I forgot. Let's fix my mic cable there. As I forgot to mention before, when we were talking about NBA stuff, the All-Star game is receiving another little facelift. So um, year after year, it seems like they're changing, making little tweaks, and I'm about it. Like if you know, if, if they're trying to make it more entertaining and trying to get more people um, involved with it, then you know, more power to them. Um, it's one of those things, you know, like a, the saying of if it's not broke, don't fix it. Well, that weekend's broken. That so weekend's broken. It. So just keep making changes until you stumble upon it. Like you said last week, the thing where they have to um, get the final score, it was is a great addition because it makes the game really tight at the end, and they actually try. Um, 
so this year they're doing something a little bit different. So I know it was probably two, three seasons ago they in um, they brought in the uh, captains picking squads. So instead of just East versus West, it can be a mixture of all of them, which is awesome. And the picking of the teams is really fun. Um, the NBA Today announced that that picking of the teams will happen right before the game, which is very interesting for a couple of things. So the first thing that think that sticks out to me is like what uniforms are they going to wear? Are they going to have a uniform ready for each team? Are they going to just wear their own uniform? Remember the, the All-Star game used yeah. to be like that. You'd wear the home... Home uh, and their wives have whites and colours. Whites and colours. Um, are they going to go back to that? They're going to shirts and skins. Shirts and skins. <laughs> and it does make things very interesting. I mean, they're obviously, it's, it's more of a pickup game, which could be fun. What do you think? I think they're turning this into like, I'm just imagining like WWE style entrances where it's like LeBron James, yeah. come on down and join yeah. Ben's team or whatever the that. case may be. So again, the NBA All-Star Weekend... I won't be watching. I have to admit that's not my scene. But yep. if I'm a 15 year old kid, I probably love this idea, right? Because you can watch your athletes. They'll get drafted. There'll be like there'll be Twitter beefs and TikTok yep. beefs with these players that get selected last. And yep. it's going to happen all in public. So imagine being the last player selected. You're sitting there on the court. Everyone else goes before you, and LeBron's. Oh, Dan, I come play I'll, for my team. I guess I'll take you. Yeah, correct. Oh, but by the way, you're on my team. Let's go win this game. That's right. Uh, well, who was it a couple of seasons ago that both LeBron and I think Giannis were laughing because they knew Did they didn't want to pick? Was it Westbrook? Was it Westbrook or James Harden? Or someone, yeah. And they were like, it was awkward because they um, one guy didn't want to pick the last person and then was left like with <laughs> with him. And it was a it was a better player than it wasn't just like a dud player. Yeah, that's right. It was James Harden. It was Durant. Because that's right. right. Harden had just got traded from Brooklyn two weeks before the the draft happened. Yeah, great. So Love again, that. I'm just looking at you. The look on Kevin Durant's face is priceless. Anyone yeah. go look that up. I've So I've got an idea for the NBA All-Star game that could make it that much better. Like you sort of mentioned with the WWE, what if they started the two team captains playing one-on-one and every three minutes another like the player... Royal Rumble. Like a Royal Rumble. <laughs> and another, every few minutes another player got joined to the team, so it's two-on-one for a little bit. But Oh, no, even just two players coming in at the same time you know, like a theme song entrance, and then they just build the team as you go. Like, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. The other thing I've thought of is having, like, a running Twitter poll during the game and every five minutes someone gets voted out. Oh, so yes, you could sit at home opposite. and vote and say, like, oh, Russell Westbrook's playing a dud game. You could put a vote in. Like Survivor. The, yeah, exactly. And the telly can be up on the scoreboard so the players can see their vote count as the game is going on. Yep. And then exactly like Survivor, every five minutes we just boot yep. someone from Time the game. Time out. Who's got the most And then votes. you leave five players left on each side and those five players battle it out to win the All-Star hmm. game to with death. that Elam ending at the end. Yep. Yeah, I love that. There's two very good options for the NBA to explore. When obviously this is, this will probably be probably be cool. But next year, when they go, all right, what else can we do to make this fun? I think we should give Dan a call and say, hey, we're going with your idea of bring them in two by two, like a Royal Rumble, or the opposite for the following year. Let's say to Ben, well done, mate, you've done it. We're going to do a Survivor style where we eliminate players. Yeah, and if you're speaking to the NBA, please tell them to have their All Star game in better cities. I'm sorry, right. but Salt Lake City was Cleveland last year. It's Indianapolis next year. Well, heck, they can't. They just have to. They have to do the rounds. No, no, no. L.A., Miami, New Orleans. Every year, cycling. No, nah, Dallas is Dallas is good. Dallas, Dallas is warm weather at least. Dallas did the um, the game at the, the Cowboys Cowboy Stadium, Stadium right? and that was huge. They had like two hundred ninety thousand people at that game. I think the screen is the size of the basketball mm. court, which is yeah. very cool. And the other good thing about having these games on the West Coast before we finish is that mm-hmm. the media dining and drinking starts earlier because the game's earlier in the afternoon. So, of course, for any aspiring journalists out there that want to go to NBA All Star Weekend get an event on the west coast because the after party starts about seven o'clock great well i'm committing to this year's probably too soon i don't think we've got the funds 
all the uh, you know the time up our sleeve to go. But next year, two thousand and twenty, where are we? Twenty four next year. We're going to the All Star Game. Backchat is doing it. We can do Indianapolis. I haven't been there before. Let's go on the road trip. We can. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah, let's do it. I'm committing. Are you in? Let's go. All right. I'm in Melbourne, so I'm Karen? Yeah, I'm in. Karen's in too. There we go. Greg's not here, but look. It's all right. Well, Karen can come. We'll start the Ritz Carlton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll do a in the US, I know a guy. All right. Next week, you will be beaming in from Melbourne. I'll be in Perth somewhere. Greg will hopefully be in Perth somewhere. We're not going to do it from the studios. Uh, I think we're all going to split up in our separate quarters mm, yeah. um, and, and do it online. It's still going to be very good. Uh, we're going to put things in place so the quality is still great. But that's where we're going to be doing it from now on. Um, so a little farewell to the Backchat Studios. Pour out a little liquor for this wow. year. You do have a bowl of whippersnapper upshot there. Um, that's the cast strength whiskey, which is very strong. Um, if you do like a strong whiskey, which I do love, uh, it's very good. Um, Obviously, Backchat still will be living here. So if you do come back into Perth and we want to record an episode, then we'll be here. Oh, sleeping on the couch. We'll set up the bat signal for Greg and hopefully we can find him somewhere in the world next year, next week. And That's right. uh, let's see if we can make this three-man weave happen online. For sure. Give us a follow, uh, Backchat underscore Basketball on Instagram. Or send us an email, please. We love your questions. They're always very good, actually. Uh, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. Otherwise, where are you on Twitter, Ben? At Ben Malice. Oh, great. M-A-L-L-I-S. Ben Malice, not Malice's M-A-L-A-C-E. No, not Malice in the Palace. Not Malice in the Palace. Uh, and I'm Dan underscore Const, I think, on Twitter. Um, that should be there. Well, you'll find somewhere. some version of Dan Const if you type it in. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Uh, and Greg High, I think, is Greg for Hire. He's Mr. Worldwide these days. Yeah, He's Mr. Never Worldwide. He's in Coffs Harbour at the moment. But power to him. We'll see him soon. Uh, we'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. That episode from Backchat Studios lives on the ACAST Creator Network. If you want to sign up as a patron or access all of our merch, head to backchatpodcast.com.au.